0: so you have the continued move from the russians in ukraine of course the ukrainian forces are fighting back The ukrainian people are fighting back and i still stand by my position that i would not put a single u.s troop into ukraine not a one But I have no problem with giving them the hardware. I have no problem with giving giving them uh, the artillery. They need 40,000 rounds, give them 40,000 rounds. They need 40,000 rounds a day, give them 40,000 rounds a day. Anything that screws up Vladimir Putin is something I'm okay with. I I have no problem with this at all. Not in any way, shape, or form. But I don't want to see any U.S. troops. That's a mistake. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it is good to be with you, but we are seeing more offensive from the Russians. It was the claim that they were going to be pulling out of Kiev. They didn't necessarily pull out of Kiev. They just repositioned some forces. And now it's all eyes on the Donbass, this area to the east. Major Mike Lyons joins us right now, retired United States Army, West Point graduate, military analyst for radio and television across the country. Uh, we're hearing about the moves in the Donbass, and we're hearing about the continued siege of Mariupol. What is the latest in in the totality of this eastern region, which is Russian speaking and in many ways Russian leaning, and in Mariupol, where the siege has been going on for more than a month?
1: Hey, Tony, great to be back with you. Um, what we've got here are Russian forces that are uh, aligned in the Donbass region, they're doing nothing but firing artillery, trying to, trying to figure out how to take Mariupol. Um, the the fact that uh, the Ukraine military is holding out there for as long as they have is nothing short of a miracle. It's Alamo-type. You need to look for these historical analogies. Uh, 100,000 civilians still trying to get out of that town. Um, Russia has to have it. There's no other way around it based on key terrain and based on where it's located on the Sea of Azov and what, what it, it's got to do in order to create that land bridge to, tri- to Crimea. And so they're just going to continue to do what Russia does, and that's just pound away at it, artillery, cruise missiles, indirect fire. But they, they don't seem to have the military, in it, and they don't have the tactics. They can't figure out, in order to get it, you'd have to literally get in tanks and get infantry and go into that factory and go fight hand-to-hand. And they either don't have the courage to do it, or they just, they just can't muster the troops to do it. So um, they're holding out there. The Ukraine military is holding out there very well. Uh, there's talk about trying to evacuate the civilians i think that they've got to go by sea i think that, i think that you can't trust the russians at any level to do any kind of land type of evacuation there's no such thing as a humanitarian um corridor within anything that russia has they they just don't have any you know feeling for humanitarian issues i mean they they murder civilians wantonly so perhaps we can do a dunkirk and get get ships in there cruise ships in there to help them evacuate but um they're holding off the ukraine military has performed superbly
0: I would be if you're discussing evacuations at Mariupol. I'd be surprised that it hasn't happened already. And when you say we are, are you discussing uh, U.S. Uh, ships? Are you discussing uh, others? Uh, you know, in- engaged in that kind of of, of evacuation?
1: Well, it couldn't be U.S. warships. That's the thing. And you and he, he, get other countries involved. It's a good example of trying to get another country and bring in you know, cruise liners. You would have to bring in civilian ships so the Russians would feel threatened if you brought some kind of U.S. troop carrier that could, you know, an aircraft carrier or so can get most of those people out of there. But um, the bottom line is it, it would threaten what, what's going on. So you, you'd have to try to do that, get some level of creativity. Um, but again, I, d- I don't see... Very a, a very good result. Unfortunately, over land as long as as long as that's still an option. I, I and, and whether or not we can even get creative on this alone because we're dealing with Russia that it just doesn't care about any of this at all. I,
0: I think the the larger story though is that they continue to press, and right now the idea is to press in the Donbas. So this is where they first the Russians first sent in troops. Hey, we've got these independent sovereign states in Donetsk and Luhansk, and we're going to send in troops just to just to keep the peace everywhere. Which of course, was never the story. This was about uh, gaining control of an area that was going to be the most sympathetic to Russia, Russian-speaking, uh, mm-hmm. e- etc. Now that this invasion has languished two months, which yeah. is six weeks longer than anybody thought it would ever possibly go, mm-hmm. uh, do the people in the Donbas still feel that Uh, or or have some type of propensity, want uh, to say, you know what, hey, it's Russia, We, we see ourselves as ethnically Russian, this is fine, or are they like, hey, maybe we should be fighting this aggressively?
1: No, I think they're fighting. I think that um, you, you know, you, you look in Kharkiv and these places to the north and in the northern part of that crescent that goes there from the on the eastern part of Ukraine, um, that they, they still have got uh, towns and cities there that Russia doesn't control. Uh, it's probably more than fifty-fifty. And what's happening is Russia comes into these towns, and if they. Um, if you're not supporting them right away, that you get shot on the spot, so to speak. So um, the, the Ukraine military is going to do what it can to try to help and defend. They're going to go, I think, on the defense, but you don't see Russia on the offense. Everyone keeps talking about this, this new Russian offensive. I just don't see it yet nor do I see them doing it just anytime soon, as you know, they're, they're, they might just be warming up. They're just kind of starting what they're going to do there in the Donbass region. Look what they did in Syria and how long that they just kind of bombed away there at Aleppo and those places. So uh, it's going slow, a lot slower than we kind of want it to be. We're projecting U.S., we're projecting the way we fight on the Russian military, and we just got to get out of that habit because they're just not anything close.
0: Yeah, talking to a major, Mike Lyons, retired United States Army West Point graduate. Um, We see and we've seen what happened in, in this area of Bucha. Mm-hmm. and certainly from my investigation from from my sources as i look at it well of course anytime i see a photo out of ukraine i first think it's propaganda and then i look to be able to verify it those things happened they mm-hmm. murdered people in the streets they tied people up and shot them in the head when you talk about finding 900 dead people that's obviously what took place Is this changing the world maneuver like we've already seen Finland and Sweden, as as we've talked about on the show, discuss an interest in NATO when that has never come up before? And this is a a seismic shift kind Mm -hmm. of, of thinking going on. But is there any new thinking at this stage of the game to the amount of help that the Ukrainians will be given or whether that help will involve any involvement from other nations and specifically NATO nations?
1: Well, first of all, there's another $800 million package going in. If you saw the first one that was announced last week, it's got some great stuff in it. The you know, MI 17 helicopters from Afghanistan. Uh, not much artillery, only 18 howitzers, which is really not much. Uh, 40,000 artillery rounds, which is about 2,000 metric tons. You do the math on that, it's going to take about 20 C-17s to get in there. So there's going to be a lift issue and, and, and a, a logistical challenge there. But, but what, Russia, what, what Ukraine needs is these drones, the switchblade drones, as well as the counterbattery, the Q-36 radars. That's going to give them a return address for every time artillery is, is launched. If Ukraine wins the artillery war, then they'll win. The, then Russia will have no choice. Choice, but to uh, try to figure out a, a, a you know a face-saving way out of it to at least stop the fighting, right? That's the goal to stop the fighting. I think what happens then we set up a, bet- a much harder border between Ukraine and Russia at that point. Um, and, then, and then who knows? Uh, you know, I, I don't think that the, you know, I'm watching people talk about the things you just said about Bucha and, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the crisis that's taking place there. But this was caused over 20 years of lack of thinking that, that it wasn't going to happen. And we have to recognize this is how Russia is. We have to re-isolate the world on Russia. And we have to figure out who our allies are and steal and keep our friends close and strong. And Ukraine now has got to be one of them, I think, in the let future. Me, let
0: me, I want to, forgive me for interrupting. I want to make sure yeah. I heard something right. You're not talking about re-isolating the world on Russia. You mean realign the world to isolate Russia.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And, and it's not going to be 100% because the Chinese will be supportive of them. The Indians, likely India, will continue to support Russia. However, I think one of, the, one of the things that's taken a hit in this whole scenario has been the, the Russian you know, foreign military sales. I mean, everyone sees that their military equipment is you know, pure crap. You, know, you, you, you can't right. not open Twitter and not see a picture of a tank blown, a tank turret blown off. You won't see that of a U.S built uh, you know armored vehicle or, or the like so so it's a numbers game China Russia could now become this vassal state of China just given the fact that their economy is just going to rely so much on it and we're going to get back to this bipolar world again of you know good versus evil and and, and you know kind of back to the 80s it's back to but the bring future.
0: up bring up if you would the India conversation because it confuses. It really yeah. does. India, uh, it seemed that Prime Minister Modi had had a very, very good relationship with, with President Donald Trump. There's right. a tremendous amount of trade that we already do in terms of actual intellectual power, because while well, we're sleeping, they're awake and vice versa. So there's right. a lot of that coding world that happens there. There's a great opportunity for India, after watching what China has wrought vis-a-vis COVID, to right. take on more of the manufacturing world and create yep. m- literally millions of jobs yeah. uh, in India. and yet. Yet here they are, still saying we want that Russian oil. This right. seems like politically a huge mistake on this part of, of India. What is it that you see that maybe the rest of us don't?
1: So, so Tony, the issue with India is we, we failed at our relationship with them over the past forty years, and it's not just this last administration or the last few. It's because. Of our relationship with Pakistan, and Pakistan and India are just such vital, you know, enemies to each other, and have had border wars that have gone on for years and years. And we continue to supply Pakistan with arms and with aid and all those other kinds of things. And we don't step up to India. And so, if you look at it through their eyes, they, the India, looks at the United States and says they had to choose. They choose Pakistan now th- again we've done that because we've tried to use Pakistan as a way to figure out Afghanistan and as a other way to count f- fight terrorism and all those other things so we've got to we prioritize ourselves to back to India, throw them something, figure out something to bring them into, make them step up to be the superpower potential that they have. They've got a billion people, so they have that potential. They're still, you know, in some cases, a second world country in some areas of where India is. But that's what it's all about. The problem is the U.S. is got the U.S.'s relationship with Pakistan, it hurts our relationship with India.
0: Talking to Major Mike Lyons, retired United States Army. Um, all of this dollars that we're giving, and I have no problem giving the dollars. I know some people disagree, and I'm willing to engage that conversation with, with with everyone. The question is exactly when does the dollars stop being given? When does this end? We have discussed the idea that this doesn't end, that this is a guerrilla war that's going to go on for years After after this, because it's one thing that's very clear is that the Ukrainians are not going to surrender. They don't feel like they have to surrender. If we can beat these people for two months, we can beat these people for two years or for 20 years, as long as the rest of the world keeps sending us guns and ammunition. So Mm. is there any thought from. Uh, the russians as to hey we can't win this thing we're hearing about oligarchs trying to put together peace deals so this uh can stop you hear about uh putin and the concept of a tactical nuclear strike what is more possible putin goes down that kind of road to win or the oligarchs can get him to take the small victory of the Donbas and walk away so this can be over
1: I, I think that he's not going to stop i i don't i don't, I don't think he, there's no way that all of ours convince him of anything that this is that russia his mentality is that he's in this for the long run and and going to have to be you know soundly defeated by the ukraine military and the dirty little secret on our side that no one's talking about is that we want ukraine to continue to do this because the more stuff that we pour in this is now becoming a classic proxy war and the Russian army is getting destroyed in place uh, in, that, in Ukraine. So at the end of this, Russia is going to be very weakened, both on the military side and as well as, as economically. So we, we want to keep kind of sucking Vladimir Putin into this and as long as Ukraine is continuing to the fight. They're, they're, I'm, I'm convinced now that, again, they win the artillery war. They could, they could really win. They can hold us to a stalemate, a war of attrition. At some point, Putin is going to have to back down because of the economic pressure on them.
0: Before I let you go, I brought up uh, Sweden. I brought up Finland, which are not NATO allies. And now uh, NATO is is a conversation. Everything that Putin has done has been about the claim that NATO is too large. It's fear. It's, it's a threat uh, to the Russian way uh, of life. Is Putin going to find out that pretty soon everybody's a NATO ally, whether I like it or not?
1: Yeah, you know, Tony, you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago when I was of the camp that said, you know, everybody can't be in NATO because, you know, except Russia, you know, and then that creates this. Kind of World War One problem, but after watching what what Russia's done now, now's the time to put both of those countries into NATO. For two reasons: number one, they can contribute; they can play. The, 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 you know, Finland's already defeated Russia in a war back you know in the 1940s in, in, in those Russo-Finnish wars, for all practical purposes, and right. and they can fight, and so can the Swedes. So so they have they they spend money, they defend, they do all those things, and if they Real, they, again, everyone's woken up to the world of of what Russia's really all about, and it's you know it's taken 30 years. So I I would agree with that. Now whether Ukraine makes it in or not, it's going to be a function of w- what's the next leadership in Russia look like, because we don't want to put Ukraine in into NATO for the sake of that. Let's put them in the EU. Let's we're going to the West is going to get in there and rebuild it for sure. But let's um, let let's see how that goes right now. They'll,
0: they'll you think the West? You think you think the United States is going to rebuild europe
1: oh absolutely tomorrow Again, it, it, absolutely there's no what, what? there's no Absolutely. There's there's because of what's what's there. What's in Ukraine? There's this it's it's a you know it's, it's, there's wheat. There's a valuable. It's a valuable country that is going to get rebuilt and it's going to get rebuilt. There's wheat. The there's you
0: barley. Know. There's rare earth minerals. But in right. in thirty seconds or less, because yeah. you're talking Marshall Plan two point What yeah. do you what do you think's going to be the suggestion? I, the the trillions of dollars to do this what what is what is it 30 seconds or less go
1: the european market is as well not just the united states you're going to see the, all of europe get together and this is going to be a, an, a, an event that's going to bring them all together bring that market together and, and it'll be an, an event uh that'll really push them on the world stage i i believe look at the look what the uk is doing and they're not even in the european market so i i think that the west is going to can't wait to get in there and be first to say that they're working on rebuilding ukraine
0: Major Mike Lyons, retired United States Army. I always appreciate it. M-A-J Mike Lyons, Lyons, Maj. Mike Lyons on the Twitter box. Follow him there. Always a pleasure, sir. We've got more. I'm Tony Katz.